Um, yeah, we have some pressing issues as a college, as a university. Energy usage, cooling tower, makeup reduction. My gosh, who's going to install the solar panels? Who's going to operate the leak-detecting 3D scanning drones? Auburn engineering students, that's who. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, hello. Tag team, back again. <laughs> Check it and wreck it and let's begin. That's Austin Phillips, the <laughs> acting director of the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Acting. Office of Communications and Marketing. I am... What am I? Communication specialist for said office. And this is hashtag getting the greatest podcast in all of higher education. The best one, bar none. Marcus Klutz over here on the keys, the purple people eater, looking sharp as always. We are joined today by associate professor in the Department of Mechanical Engineering, Dan Harris. Dan, thanks a ton for being here. You're welcome. I understand. Word on the street is that we may soon be powering this place with sewage or something like that. What's happening here? <laughs> What's going on? That was my takeaway from okay. everything. I got to find out about this real quick on that setup. <laughs> no, so, so tell us about the project that you were working on, this joint thing between obviously the college and then facilities, because a lot of people are talking about this. I know it's got the uh, attention and the very enthusiastic stamp of approval by a couple of uh, big wigs here in the college. What's going on here? We're talking solar power, 3D drones, Something something's happening. Okay, so... A couple of years ago, uh, Dean Roberts and uh, uh, Dan King, the VP of facilities, were talking about some uh, jointly funding some some um, projects here to look at uh, natural resource use, uh, electrical power use. How can we how can we reduce our, our footprint? How much power we use? How much uh, city tap water we use? And um, as of course we grow and grow and grow, and the city around us grows and grows, we need we want to be more. Uh, con- uh, conscientious about how much natural resources and electrical power we're using. Um, then uh, uh, Dr. Steve Taylor, um, associate dean, uh, started talking to Dean Roberts about this uh, this program I'd never heard of called Hacking for Defense at a Stanford. Hacking, Hack- Hacking for Defense. Hacking for Defense. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a. It's a it's a funny name, but what it uh, what that program was at a Stanford, and it's really grown and it's pretty popular now. The whole idea was that the um, the threats facing our defense department are changing so rapidly that the standard way that the defense department would identify threats and then try to find solutions and fund them was just too slow. So this hacking idea was that they would pull together. Um, quick response teams of experts, of students and faculty, uh, and they would put out a list of topics and they would attack these problems and come up with solutions in very short time frames, six months uh, to, to a year. On top of that, there's also a sort of an entrepreneurial spin to that where they're trying to get spinoff companies with, with new technology. So take that idea and apply it to energy efficiency and reduction in um, amount of electricity that we use, which reduces 
the emission of greenhouse gases, et cetera. Um, and that's kind of where we landed. It turns out that the facilities guys, the uh, the engineers in our district energy plant have already been all over this stuff for years. And they had a whole list of 20 to 25 topics that they would like to do, but they just don't have time for, and they'd be great for students. All this sort of came together um, sort of serendipitously, and I was fortunate enough to be in a room and said, sure, I'd <laughs> love to take that on. I like it because it's student-focused. It's Auburn-focused. It's we're, we're hiring undergraduates uh, to do work-study. We're, um, we're, we're putting um, projects into senior capstone design courses. Uh, this semester, this fall semester, we're doing our first uh, Ph.D. student uh, through uh, Biosystems, and that's the sewage Okay, okay, okay. okay so. so we're fixing our own problems. So we have some problems. We're trying to address it. We're going in-house. Right. Love it. I love how this, I mean, there's, there's kind of could be a tie-in with McCrary Institute. We have the McCrary Institute for Critical Infrastructure Security that also is about conservation as well. Um, so I, I love the tie-in of synergy, it, baby, yeah, baby, collaboration, <laughs> symbiosis. <laughs> let me give you, a, let me give you a, an example of that one of the first projects we we did was we put uh, we had students put in wireless remote thermostats in Harvard Hall, which were still standalone thermostats. So a TA goes into a lab on Friday afternoon. It's hot. He cranks the AC way up to, to cool it off. Lab's over. He goes home, and it, the AC just runs all. all. So uh, we looked at um, instrumenting instead of but before the whole building is up is updated, just putting in wireless thermostats that the facilities department could, could control. Well, those are wireless. The students ran into a bunch of cyber issues right away. Um, so you have all sorts of issues that tie in because if you're going to try to hack our facilities department, you'd go in through a, a, a device like that. So there were all sorts of um, things that we learned and the students learned about, you know, what how you would tie into a network, how you would not tie into a network, et cetera. So, yeah. It's, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, there you go. Rock and roll. Well, so what is so what? Let me go ahead and just I got to get to it because the, the 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 sewage thing or the water the water issue. We're trying to use less water, city water. I love Auburn water. It tastes good. It mm-hmm. had a, we had a little algae problem there for a little bit, didn't that we? Was a little Blanca, wasn't it? Oh no, you had yeah, it. I got, had a, br- I've got a Brita. You, got, <laughs> you know, I'm cleaning it anyway. But. Mine, mine, mine was fine, but we want to use less. Yeah, you know, right. that's the idea. Right. I mean, obviously less money. So, so, so what are we doing along those lines? Okay, so we don't use it. It sounded crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy, but it's going on at other campuses, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech, a lot of inner city urban campuses where water is more of an issue, water okay. usage. They'll have a bio garden and stuff like that. We don't right now in, all, all, in, all, in Auburn, we're, we're pretty fortunate. We, we don't have a water problem, but the city's growing rapidly. Sure. And as you saw recently, the sewage system starting to age. So um, as this, as the campus grows and the city around us grows, we may one day have issues with water if if we hit hit a drought. So the whole idea is that um, a big part of our water usage, and I think I gave you the number, was five million gallons in in August alone, is used to cool off the air conditioning return loop. That comes Five back million to million gallons in a month. Good grief. So that's water, city drinking water that we just roll over a cooling tower to cool off the uh, heat exchangers and to 
So um, the the uh, and the and, and the engineers have been looking at that for a while and trying to think of ways. One of the ideas we have is to um, take what they call black water, which is just sewage, and make it gray water, which is cleaned up, but you couldn't drink it. But you could bathe in it. You could you could um, you could water your lawn with it. You could wash your car. Austin, what do you think? You gonna Uh, bathe in it? I'm still taking this. You're still gonna do it. Okay, I'm still taking this. Just gonna. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole idea is instead of using city water, we would just use our own sewage. And so <laughs> I to cool it. off the towers is all we're doing is we're taking the water and we're just evaporating it. So um, that project is starting up uh, this this fall with a professor in biosystems, Dr. Wang. So how, how, how are we – how is that actually going to happen? So we would tap into the line. Okay. It would pull out and then he would have his – processing his stuff okay. and then the water would come out maybe 45 50 gallons a minute um and be able to run it over the grates of the cooling tower and not be tapping off a of drinking water well when you know when you turn on the heat for the first time in the winter and it has that smell mm-hmm I think we're going to prevent this. That's what I you think. Know, I know where you're going. I, I don't there. want the air coming on and be like, uh, "Who who cut the cheese?" You know <laughs> uh, what? Uh, how do how, how does that work? To where? Uh, I mean, is it just because it's just cooling the systems? Yes. Okay. The cooling towers, the ones I'm talking about, are over off Wire Road, right? The right. energy plant. That's when sometimes you'll see on a winter day you'll see the plume of white, the white plume going up. That's the evaporated water. That's just they would the water would just go over the top of the cooling towers there and just go away. You wouldn't you wouldn't have a problem with that. I always thought we had a new pope over there for some reason. <laughs> you know, whenever that happens, this is just so cool. Look, what kind of what kind of monetary yeah, value yeah. are we talking about uh, saving the university by doing this? Not much because water is pretty inexpensive. We're more or less doing it because it's it's what we should do. Awesome, awesome. What about this drone? Okay, so um, the drone idea is uh, we're just starting that up. We're hoping to get that going, get off the uh, ground. And, but the whole idea would be to use a drone to uh, interrogate, dro- you know, fly, fly around and look for one of the examples I gave you for is to look for the ground loop link, uh, leaks. Um, quite a large number of gallons per minute. Um, I was looking at 12,000 gallons a day leakage up to in one of the circuits, which isn't much. It's a very small percentage of how much you're running through that loop. I said it was like 35 miles for each circuit underground, going around campus. I don't know a lot about life. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I could have told I, you that. I, 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 I hear this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's what's well, happening. Well, well, so as you're doing this, how, how, how from a drone are you able to detect okay. this? So if I've got a 35-mile loop and I know there's a leak, a small leak somewhere, but it's not really small. It's a lot of water. It's just... How am I going to interrogate 35 miles where I've got joints and meters? So a drone would fly over using in- infrared technology okay. and would be able to see water un- underground sitting. Because uh, especially with, with, with the hot loop, the hot loop comes out at 200 degrees F. So when that's leaking, the soil underneath of it. So you should be able to see a, a, a warm spot on, you know, so it would help them. The other idea is we could look for leaks on roofs. We could see uh, maybe when equipment is starting to fail around campus before it fails, and we could uh, drive, We could fly around and take a 3D map 
uh, infrared map of each building and see where the heat leaks are and see this building might be worthwhile looking into upgrading the windows or etc. The, the drones are being used a lot right now. Uh, cell tower companies are using those instead of sending a service guy up to the tower. They'll just send up a drone. Um, the Alabama Power has drones that they like to fly along their lines. So, it's, as far as student involvement in this, go, I mean, is this something that they're like some sort of program or something that they would need to build, or is they just are they just going to be operating it? What, okay, that's a great question. And what I like about the drone project is what I also like about the solar ray project is that's a continual pro, um, type of a project that is sustainable. A lot of these projects, we do a survey on the greenhouses. The, the student does it for a semester two, and she's done. She writes her, her report. Right. The drone project would be something we would buy a nice drone, hopefully, put a really nice um, forward-looking infrared camera on it, and facilities and a couple of experts um, and some building people would get involved and set it up. But we would actually have students that would fly, interrogate, collect the data, help us determine like on the a data. continual so thing, right? On a, on a, right. Yes, right. on a continual basis. So what about the solar panel project? The solar panel project uh, is something that um, came up last year. Where we were looking at what about using, I think I gave the numbers, um, six. Uh, I think the um, Samuel Gain College used about uh, 16 to 19 gigawatt hours last year of electrical power. I was calculating that before I got here. That's about 600 to 650 homes about. So that's about what, what the campus uses. So we're about 5% of the total usage of electrical power. So we, uh, we um, had two mechanical engineering senior design groups last semester look at this. One group did a sort of a feasibility study. How many panels would it take to completely power the uh, college using solar panels? And another group... Um, built a four-panel demo that's actually operating right now behind Wiggins. And that's more or less to sort of help us capture data, look at orientation um, options, seeing, well, we calculated it theoretically, the power. What are we really getting with these panels? So I, I like it because it's a, it's a small experimental station that students can get their hands on, Play within, play with inverters, play with controllers or different batteries. Um, but the idea is hopefully to scale up and start uh, deploying actual generation um, arrays on on campus. Um, the feasibility study showed we don't we wouldn't be able to put enough solar power panels on the Samuel Gain College of Engineering campus. And power us up and have room to walk around. I mean, <laughs> right, right, it's right, right. Like double the area. <laughs> so we would have to go off campus. So that brings up a lot of other issues that are way over my head um, that go up to the president level and the board level. And they'd have to deal with that with the power companies. But looking at now scaling back, we're looking at um, different buildings uh, in our college uh, Wiggins Hall, Walholtz uh, Laboratory, Wilmore Labs, they have flat roofs. So right now we're working on trying to um, generate the, in- the interest and uh, generate the funding to start putting small panel arrays up to start contributing back in to, to reduce the amount of electricity that we're pulling off the grid as our campus grows. So we're going to – we can't 
provide all our power, but let's provide as much as we can. It also would be a great um, uh, experiment station for research for grad students, uh, a good outdoor lab for 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 classrooms. It'd be a great tour for um, e day visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is. I love this. It's DIY, man. So cool. <laughs> that is so what cool. this is. Dang, Daniel, you're from uh, you're from Maryland. Attended uh, the University of Maryland for your uh, bachelor's. Uh, then had a career in the private sector, uh, Westinghouse Defense, uh, Orbital. Just uh, talk about your time in the private sector um, and, and your time at Maryland. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I graduated in Maryland uh, with my bachelor's in mechanical um and then i went into uh basically the aerospace defense um world really enjoyed it picked up a lot of um uh picked up a lot of skills went into the thermal management area uh after about four or five years i ended up in the space world as at uh, fair at fairchild space and when you're around the beltway um contracts come and go so you're constantly moving from office to office but working for the same people in the government right um, that started getting old. And <laughs> I, I also noticed that, um, as, as, as you age, you either go into management or you get a PhD and you become super technical and, and, um, I'm not management material. <laughs> so I, uh, I, after, after nine years, um, uh, my wife and I, we, we moved to Lafayette, Indiana, and I got my PhD at Purdue. And the whole idea was to move somewhere south where it's warm and I could teach at a nice southern school. And when Auburn called, we were just, we were thrilled. We couldn't believe it. And uh, 22 years later, here you 22 still are. 22 years later, yeah. yeah. It's kind of my second career and it's been great. More, you go, baby. Awesome. That's awesome. Dan, uh, I can't thank you enough. For, for joining us this is great seriously this is this kind of stuff for me i mean when i when i heard about it i was just riveted i mean you, i think we talked for like 45 minutes or an hour or something the first yeah, time you dr roberts was you know he was pretty fired up he's like y'all need to look into to some of the work that daniel's doing so uh, I'm, I'm excited about this we can really make an impact on this campus and, and our, our in our footprint as well right. uh and, and trying to lessen some are, of that are you trying to reach out to certain like students i mean how are we advertising the the program we're doing it right now jeremy other than that <laughs> other, other than other than this obviously as if anything else would be needed right i mean this is global we're trying to reach out to the students we're trying to get the students involved um and we want to one, one of the first challenges i had was not making it a mechanical engineering thing sure it's reaching out to the whole college so um, I've been asking uh, for, for, for help with that. This will help. Um, we want alumni to hear about what we're doing when they come back. We want them to see the solar rays and think, I want to get involved in that. Yeah. And so we're hoping that we can generate some in, uh, interest there. And, I mean, I'm not going to be here forever. I hope this goes on well past my time here, and I hope that it's something sustainable. So we're trying to get up sort of a, a sort of an, an organic student involvement that once i'm gone and someone else is running this that they just keep it going because the students if you, one, one thing i've learned is they really like this stuff they yeah, when yeah, you start yeah. getting into hands on conservation and green right and, right yeah they really love it and it does have an applicable um it is applicable across all platforms. I mean, we're talking our computer science. We're talking about electrical, biosystems. I mean, th th this could reach all areas. And, and then again, it's going to affect us all. If you're a student or if you're a faculty member or staff here, it's going to affect you here on campus. So. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and and with this, you know, the uh, the water, the the cooling thing. Oh, we could, we somebody hears this, we just reach out to somebody who's flush with cash. 
but um, come on now, and then and then and then, and then we're golden. There right? you that's go. Right. That's all we yeah, need. That money. Was all right. I like it. Flush? I like it. Yeah, I gave you something. Thanks. Thanks again. This thanks is for awesome. Having me. Awesome Thank stuff. You so much, Daniel. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.